Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Ah, it's showtime, which means we're very glad you're here. We tried it this afternoon without you, and it really sucked. <laughs> we have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview, neuroscientist, the inventor of brain fingerprinting, and the author of the book, The Science of Creating Miracles. And his name is Dr. Larry Falwell. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk to Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You go to my website, click the link, and join the conversation. And our super fan shout-out is for Bob Logan. Say hi to Bob, everybody. Hello, Bob. Bobby, how you doing, man? And Bob, if Phil was here, he would say hello as well. He's making them laugh on the ship, and uh, he's doing great. He got a standing O last night. They love Phil on the ships. Good. I, I know. He's I, the best. I love him, too. I miss him, too. I wish he was here. But mm -hmm. if he was here, Bob, he would say hello to you. And if you guys remember last week's episode when I said, put that down! <laughs> Bob sent us an email, and that was in the subject line. Shut up. Yeah. Bob says, uh... All over the seats of my Tahoe. That's where my burrito is now. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Hi, Alex Stern, and especially Phil. Uh, oh. Adam, next time you're in Sacramento, I expect a replacement bacon breakfast burrito. You owe me, my friend. You owe me. That's great. Well, Adam, growing up in Northern Cal, I know where to take you to give him that burrito. Okay, good. So uh, thanks, Bob. That actually made me laugh. And, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. And you know who emailed us there as well? Who? Hope. I have an email oh. here from Hope. He's a friend of ours. Uh, and Hope said, Dear Adam, recently found your podcast after seeing your special on YouTube. Did I mention I have a YouTube special? And it's still free. <laughs> and it's still free. Did I bring that up? My no, God. No, I don't think you have. Yeah, these people, no. I, I don't know how they know these things. <laughs> it's called, it's scary in here and it's free on YouTube. And she said, love the horse race skit. Ah, thank you. Uh, I've been meditating for health reasons and appreciate you guys talking about anxiety and the importance of staying in the present moment. Thanks for the laughs. Keep up the good work. Best hope. So that was nice. That's nice. And I'm going to put that, uh, the horse race bit, up on TikTok. Oh, okay. It's funny she brought up uh, meditation because she's doing it for, for health reasons. It, it fits into what we're talking about today with uh, Dr. Larry Farwell. I started mm -hmm. meditating. I read a book on Einstein when I was a kid, mm -hmm. and he said it was something like, I wish to know God's thoughts. Everything else is just details. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Let me try that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. That lasted maybe a couple of days. And I went, ah, you know what? It's a mystery. I'm going to play baseball. So <laughs> I'm out of college, right? I start doing stand-up. I'm on the road. I'm by myself. I'm in these, these crappy hotel rooms late at night. And, and when PBS needs money on the East Coast, they put on Wayne Dyer, the bald guy who talks about medicine. You know, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Don't it's, say anything yeah. about Wayne Dyer. I like him. I like him too. I bought his books. I was humming in the hotel room because he said, if you breathe right, you'll get yourself a series. And that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> uh, pissing off everybody at the Motel 6. Doing the right. whole thing. I think you're humming the wrong thing. I know, because it, it, it didn't work. So I, that, that's what I did. I started meditating to get something. Um, Which is uh, maybe not the right attitude. No, not at all. Yeah. 
The meditation's easy. Mm-hmm. Mantra or breath doesn't matter. The transcendence is hard. <laughs> the transcendence is rising above the ego, which right. wants shit. You mean so, coming through the heart? Coming through the heart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming through the bank account. I want a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I want one more TV show. Make my health insurance. Let's ride this horse to the end. All right? <laughs> so, so I realized that's what I was doing. My meditation kind of took off because I it, it was disconnecting from outcome. Right. Right. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But after talking to Dr. Larry now about how to manifest stuff, about human, how human consciousness can affect matter, I'm back again. <laughs> You're right where you started. I'm back again. So the meditation hasn't made you calmer, Adam? What? <laughs> uh, let's just put it this way. Mm. I can tell when Adam has meditated and when he needs to meditate. Really? <laughs> yes. She, she can do the same thing when I need to do a set. Because I'm like... I'll be torturing her. She's like, go to the improv. You're driving me crazy. Oh. <laughs> right. Get out of here. Yeah. You need yeah. a run. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Th- those two things actually calm me down. I'm trying to disconnect uh, from the compulsion to think because you're not your thoughts. And the thoughts trigger the emotions and the emotions trigger the suffering. It's Now I just want to stop the suffering. That's all I want to do. <laughs> Let me just get through the suffering that I cause myself and I inflict on others. Yes, honey. You don't want to reach as high as the transcendence. No, nah, that's good. You guys climb the mountain. I'm going to sit here on the porch. I'll watch you. Look how beautiful going into the sunset. I'm not I'm not beating myself up anymore. This is good enough for me. You kids go ahead. Let's keep it simple, Adam. Yeah, just keep it simple. Stop the freaking suffering. Because I do find if I disconnect from the thoughts or the, the compulsion to think, mm-hmm. my... I can manage my feelings and emotions easier because, you know, you start thinking of a thought and then it you grabs can, you and yeah. takes you away. Or, or right. keeps you in a loop. Yeah, it keeps you in a loop. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I'm like, Adam, would you like me to pour you a lovely bath, put some salt in it? Because that's how I calm down. And by the way, never once have I said yes. <laughs> Which is so perplexing because I'm like thinking to myself, what? He doesn't realize how great it is. Yeah. Because after I get in there, oh, it's nice. Oh, look, my balls float. Okay. Can I get out of here now? <laughs> okay. That just typifies yeah. you needing to get out of your head, Adam. Okay. <laughs> or out of the tub. One or the other. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure a tub is a great way to relax, but I don't know whether it's a guy thing. I don't know. Like, I can't. If you said get in the bath, I, I, it's just not something I do. Yeah. I'm a shower guy, yeah. you know? All right. You can still kind of let loose in the shower. Mm-hmm. You know, just let everything go. I do let loose. You hear me in here. That son of a bitch. <laughs> I do <laughs> hear him. Screaming. I do hear him. <laughs> I sing and he shouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try so hard. I feel like the little voice in the back of my head. It's like that annoying little dog yapping at your feet or some guy going, hey, 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 hey. I just can't ignore it. And then I'm like, I'm completely off track. And then I can't find that that calm place when I try and actively meditate. So and this will sound weird, what I do to calm down. I mean, you guys know I'm a big hiker and I like to I, I that's where I go to find peace. That's literally where like all the noise shuts off for me Good is when I'm out on the trail, looking at nature, looking at like a great blue heron or like the ducks or whatever. Yeah. And all, and all the outside noise at that point is completely gone. And that's when I'm truly in the moment and just mm-hmm. not thinking about anything, but what's in front of me. That's good. So as yeah. long as Mark can see a duck, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Boiling it down. Maharishi Mahesh Daffy. <laughs> 
You're funny. That's his guru. No, I, I think that's uh, that's really smart. Like you exhaust yourself because a lot of these retreats, mm-hmm. that's the number one thing that they do is they take you on a long hike. Right. And then so you can get out of yourself, you know, out of your mind. So, because when you're when you're physically exhausted, you're not thinking. You're just like, oh. Yeah, enough. You're yeah. exhaling. Yeah, it's suffering. Enough it's suffering. suffering. <laughs> <laughs> enough suffering. <laughs> We'll get you to go, ah, what's next? This ain't working. I'll do anything. (laughs) All right, let me look at the duck. Maybe that'll work. (laughs) Too funny. But getting past past the the ego, the idea that you are your thoughts, puts you into a state of being. And according to Dr. Larry, that's when you can affect matter. Mm. Ooh. Let's hear. Let's let's hear. I'm eager to hear. Aha. Now you need me. (laughs) <laughs> I need you to push the button, Adam. All right. You guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. Welcome to this bath time meditation. Keeping your eyes open, slowly and mindfully, enter the bathtub, feeling each new sensation as it occurs. Oh, look, my balls float. Okay, can I get out of here now? <laughs> You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. That's 30 minutes you'll never get back. I know. Would you shut up? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, you get in the car tomorrow night. Meet me in Jersey. Yes, tomorrow night, Friday, March 11th, and Saturday, March 12th, I am at Bananas Comedy Club in Rutherford, New Jersey. April 22nd and 23rd, I am at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. And April 29th and 30th, I am going to be at the Laugh It Up Comedy Club in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's a link to tickets right here in the show notes. There's also a link to my YouTube special called It's Scary in Here, which is free on YouTube. And there's a link to T-shirts. All right. I am trying to sit in the vibration of love to manifest your appearance at any one of these gigs. And if you make it, please come up after the show and let me shake your hand. And thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. Go on. Get at it. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD. It's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting. It's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird. 
My guest this week is a Harvard-educated neuroscientist that Time Magazine has named to their top 100. Their top 100 is inventors of this century who may be the Einsteins or Picassos of the 21st century. He's invented the first brain-computer interface. He's conducted brain fingerprinting research at the FBI, CIA, and the U.S. Navy. His book, The Science of Creating Miracles, is a number one bestseller, and I am very grateful he has made some time for us today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dr. Larry Falwell. How are you, pal? Uh, Very well, thanks, Adam. Great to be here. Thanks for being here. And just by reading that intro, I'm guessing you're a pretty smart dude. Well, I I like to think I'm a reasonably smart dude. At least I try to be. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not just you. Your dad was a, a neuroscience as well, right? Actually, my dad was a quantum physicist. We did research together where he did the physics part and I did the brain part. It was loads of fun. Really? My dad and I couldn't fix the carburetor on a car without yelling at each other. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure I could fix a carburetor on a car, but I am what it's worth. I'm on a boat right now. You can see in the background, this is is my boat that I'm on. Mm -hmm. It's not a car, but, you know, it's sort of of the same kind of thing. Sure. Well, so I got to ask, okay, because I'm just, I'm fascinated. If, If I understand correctly, human beings or human consciousness has the power to, on a quantum level, create miracles. Is that accurate? Yes, that's accurate. And it's, of course, necessary to define what we mean scientifically by miracles in order to make that an accurate statement. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's accurate. Okay. The last miracle I remember was, was the 1980 U.S. hockey team. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Al Michael said, do you believe in miracles? And I said, yes, they won. So let's define miracles for the conversation. Well, all right. Well, that would be an unlikely event that they would win, and they did. So Mm -hmm. you could call that a miracle. Mm -hmm. In quantum mechanics, anything is possible. Any imaginable configuration of quantum particle wave phenomena is possible. Some things are probable. Some things are highly improbable. People just think a miracle was contrary to laws of science. Actually, a miracle is simply a, a highly improbable event. For example, I was sitting at lunch with my dad, and I said, hey, dad, anything's possible. He said, well, yeah, you're right. Any imaginable quantum, uh, configuration of quantum particle wave phenomena is possible, but some are highly unlikely. Uh-huh. I said, so it's possible that you and I are going to tunnel to the other side of the moon, and we'll carry on this conversation there. And tunneling is a known phenomenon in quantum mechanics. Uh-huh. And he said, sure, it's possible. And he got out a paper napkin, he wrote down a quick formula, and he calculated the approximate probability that it was really low. It didn't happen. We continued in the restaurant. The point is that anything is possible in quantum mechanics. So a miracle is simply a highly improbable event. Okay. The first question I have uh, based on that, Larry, is were you and your father drinking at lunch? <laughs> I think I was drinking a green smoothie, which is what I t- uh, what I'll I, have I, another I, vodka. We're going to tunnel through the moon. All right, course. Dad. I'll drive home. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, well, a miracle. See, look, I, 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 I'm twitchy because I'm Catholic, and miracles was was God's intervention on this world, is the way they they explained it to us. But they also said, "Don't touch it, and you'll go, or you'll go blind." But I can see you fine. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't believe everything you hear, but uh, but I, I'm I'm on board with that definition of miracles. The thing is, what it would be. It, we, all right, it used to be thought to be an impossible event. Now we consider it in quantum mechanics an improbable event. The question is, can we create improbable events? Can we, using our consciousness, can can we make things happen in the world? Okay. So let's and now let's now let's find a definition for quantum mechanics. I I know a little bit. I know enough to be scared. And here's why, Larry, because. Okay. Uh, the subatomic, the subatomic level is the, the particle, and the particle yeah. can be—it's a wave form until you look at it, and then once you look at it, it becomes a particle. 
basically, my understanding of quantum mechanics is like the singing frog from Bugs Bunny. As soon as you look at it, it stops singing. Well, actually, that's that's a that's a pretty good uh, metaphor for it. Mm-hmm. The thing is this: before you make the observation, mm-hmm. you have an abstract probability distribution of all the possible things that might be observed. Anything's possible. You make the observation, and then that collapses into a particular event. Mm-hmm. And that's that's if that seems really weird to you, it seemed even weirder to people like. Niels Bohr and Werner Heisenberg and, and Einstein, because it was so different than what our common sense tells us. But the reality is, when we make the observation, that's when the uh, the qualities arise. Before that, it's just an abstract probability distribution. So that leaves open the possibility, well, maybe we could create something improbable happening mm. in that quantum mechanical universe we live in. Well, Einstein said because of quantum mechanics, the shift from Newtonian physics to quantum mechanics, that's when Einstein said, I got a hard time believing God plays dice with the universe. Well, yes, he, he, did, in, he did in fact say that. And, and, and that's really a pretty good, way of, pretty good way of putting it because quantum mechanics happens according to probability. Mm-hmm. So okay. if we want to create a miracle, we've got to show we can create an improbable event. Now, most people have had some kind of a miraculous experience, either with a hockey team or maybe you, maybe you think, oh, I'd really like to hear from Joe and the phone rings and it's Joe. But you can't say that's a scientific experiment because we don't know probability. Now, we know the probability of alpha particle emission by plutonium, which is one of the major things, uh, ingredients in an atomic bomb. My dad was one of the guys who invented that. Mm-hmm. So we found that we could make extremely improbable events happen with elementary particles, with, with alpha particles subatomic particles. Now, what that means is that anytime you want to go out and shift the probability distribution of alpha particle emission by plutonium, you can do that. Mm. However, what's probably more useful to you is that's how we create our lives. You, you, you go to the latest book that was written last week or the scriptures from two, five, 10,000 years ago. They'll say you have this inner vision on the level of your consciousness. You enliven nature in that vibration, and then it happens in your life. That's how people create their lives. That's what all the success books are about. That's what the, the, the scriptures are about and all of the spiritual traditions. Well, it turns out that we proved that in the laboratory. Using your consciousness alone, you can create an improbable event. That means you can make stuff happen in the world. You, you, it's like pluck a guitar string. Mm-hmm. If there are other instruments in the environment that have a similar resonant frequency, they'll start to vibrate too. They'll make that same music. Mm-hmm. So we set up a resonant frequency on the level of our consciousness in the conscious unified field. And what happens then is we find that happening in our environment. And that's how you create, that's how you've created all the successes. Okay, let's back up to the vibration. Uh, uh, That's, if if I understand correctly, and Larry, I got to preface this by saying, I'm not very bright. But that's... I doubt that, but go ahead. That's string theory. That's right. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm glad you got into string theory. Now, I'm going to geek out for a minute. Uh, people, Geek out for a minute? Out, Larry, you lost me 10 minutes ago. You and your father <laughs> are fucking around with plutonium. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, bear with me for one more minute now. And this table in front of me, it looks hard, solid, and brown. You mm-hmm. can hear me knocking on it. Okay. You look more closely, you're going to see a bunch of molecules, mostly empty space, and molecules flying around there, high speeds. You look in those, you see atoms. You look in those, you see elementary particles, neutrons, protons, electrons. You look deeper in those, you see quarks. You look inside the quarks, you look to what the quarks are. They are simply vibrations in the conscious unified field. Mm -hmm. What this, this looks like a separate table that's separate from the whole rest of the universe. But what it really is, is a pattern of vibrations in the conscious unified field. Okay, so now you contend. Everything is a pattern. So now you contend with our consciousness, we can 
for all intents and purposes, pluck the guitar string, and if something's at the same frequency, it'll vibrate and start creating shit. Is that accurate? Exactly accurate. Exactly accurate. And we proved that in the scientific laboratory. We showed you can, you can create an improbable event on the quantum mechanical level. Since the whole universe is quantum mechanical stuff, and quantum mechanical vibrations, that's all it is, you create things in the universe. And these, everyone's had that experience. I'm sure you have. You, you've been very successful in your life. You have experience where you say, okay, I just know I can create this. I just know I can do it. You have that vibration on the level of your consciousness. And then all kinds of things happen in your environment. You couldn't even predict it because you've enlivened nature in that. Well, we showed in the laboratory that that's actually real. Yeah, well, yeah, it's well. Not, not, not everything I predicted because the Rams didn't cover. Well, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, let me ask you this. When you, say, when, okay. when you say your consciousness can affect uh, matter, um, I don't doubt it, but... But now, now we got to clearly get to what consciousness is, because just an intention that you put put forth isn't coming from your consciousness. It's coming from your ego, your false. Unless you're an enlightened being, which I'm not, Larry. Don't 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 let these good looks fool you. You're, oh shoot! Now you're, now you're disappointing me here. But okay, all right. We we'll go with we we'll go with maybe you're not an enlightened being. Right. That is a very profound question. Now. All of the great spiritual traditions say that the inner field of pure consciousness is the same as the unified field, which we now call the conscious unified field of quantum mechanics, mm-hmm. unified field that everything else springs from, that's mm-hmm. the basis of the universe. Now, you pointed out something really profound, Adam, so, so don't give me this you're not smart stuff. I, you're, you're, you, you just made a very smart point, and that is if you're functioning from a more superficial level, on your ego level, trying really hard, pushing it, etc., that's not close to that quiet, pure consciousness level, which is so powerful. So it, it, a lot of people have affirmations, and they'll put them up by your mirror and say them every morning. It doesn't necessarily happen. If you tune into your real self, if you tune into that quiet level of your consciousness, the, the, the deep level of your intuition, then you really are moving nature. Okay. And that's what Science of Creating Miracles is about. That's what my workshops are about, is training people to do that. Okay, yeah. so let me ask you this. Is it, is it the difference between power versus force? <laughs> Man, you are really smart. It is power versus force because the power of your consciousness comes on the level, a very quiet level, Mm -hmm. the level of silence, on the level of of your own consciousness, the essential nature of of yourself, Mm -hmm. your higher self. Whereas force can be much on the surface and it's not uh, very powerful. Power power to me is, it it just is. It's like gravity. Gravity's not, you know, gravity's not throwing shit around. It's just, it's stuff's going to fall. This is just the way it just is. You know, force requires something to be acted upon. So the um, the the thing when you put out an intention is what what, what I'm messing with. What I'm messing around in my own uh, life now, Larry, is um, I'm I'm still trying to figure out how to put out the intention at that that level that enters that 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 vibrates the shit I need to get a series regular game. <laughs> that's pretty. Okay. Much, that's what I got to do. All right. All right. Well, that okay. That's that's the that's the the fundamental question of of, of mankind's pursuit of enlightenment throughout the ages. But I'll be honest with you, I'm more concerned about me at this moment. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here's the, here's the thing. I, I did this research with my dad, proved this was possible in the laboratory 20 years ago. I spent the last 20 years developing techniques to tune in on the experiential level mm-hmm. to that quiet level of your mind. And to apply that, to, to move on that level. You, you've, hit, you've hit it exactly right, Adam. That's the thing that's important to do. That's the thing that's necessary to do. Is It's not enough to just have a thought or an intention or pushing on something. It, it's important to be able to have that at a very quiet level. So what we train people to do 
is to tune into to tune into the real you, tune into yourself, your your own consciousness at a very very quiet level, and then enliven nature at that very quiet level. Mm-hmm. And it's an experiential thing. I mean, I could I wrote a book about it. There are a bunch of techniques in the book. I could talk for hours about this is what it looks like, but it's an experience. And 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 in, in the workshops I do on that, we train people to, to get to that experience. It's it's uh, well for me it's um, I try to get there through meditation, you know, to to peel yes. away to peel away peel away the, the the conceptual self and all the conditioned shit that you know gets piled on you when you were a kid, and just yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, so that and a little bit of bourbon doesn't hurt. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Okay. So about about the bourbon, uh, it, it brings up actually it brings up. Uh, spiritually and philosophically profound point uh-huh. this bourbon idea and that is uh-huh. when you can relax and, and then let go have that desire that intention and just let go the thing i'm encountering now is yeah. um letting go what, what you're letting go is your your idea of your identity your ego your false self your conceptual self it, it's 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 the compulsive thought you connect to compulsive yep. thoughts and that's who you think you are but it's not accurate but letting go of that is—it's it's fucking scary, Larry. It's—it's—it's—it's it, 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 it's like the Tibetan Book of the Dead, you know. It, it's like the John Lennon song: uh, "Relax your mind and float downstream. This is not dying. This is not dying. It's—it's it's like tomorrow never knows." It, it's just like that, and that—that that in fact, that song's about the experience of transcendental meditation, where where you're, you're that's exactly the experience we're talking about, where you're. You let go of everything. You tune in to subtler and subtler and subtler levels until you're beyond everything except your own consciousness. Mm-hmm. And what happened to me in this near-death experience was you were talking also about, about that in the Book of the Dead, about letting go of your ego, letting go of all your attachments and so on. Well, what happened is I was 13 years old. I was underwater. I was drowning. I got down to the point where I thought I only had a few seconds to live. So I had to let go of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to let go of all my future intentions, my ego attachments, everything. And w- once I let go, my life flashed before my eyes. But more importantly than that, it was, I saw, oh, I saw my life for the first time. It was just perfect. It was what it was. There was nothing to change. There was nothing to do. It, it was just, it just was. Mm. And and then I, I realized, oh, if I could have that experience, I'd be fulfilled in my whole life. So then I became a seeker to try to figure out uh, how you could uh, how you could have that experience of of the real level of life, and it comes from tuning into your own consciousness rather than being attached to everything out there. Yeah, I'm on the path, Larry. I'm not there because I would see my life pass before my eyes, and I'd get pissed off all over again. <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing, well. It's a, it's. I probably would have too. I would, or I would have thought that I would have. Uh-huh. But what happened was because it was over, I had to let go. I mean, I never would have let go otherwise. Right. But I had to. I, that was the first really uh, spiritual experience I had. And and what I've what I've been working on over the last twenty years is developing techniques to get people to tune into that level of their life so they can be at that level where you have fulfillment and where you can create what you want in your life. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at with that. Okay. It's like, I, I'm at the point now where I, I can go, all right, I intend for this. Let's see how this plays out. Let's see how this comes to me. Okay. So it's taken the pressure kind of off of me to produce and achieve and find. And I'm now I'm opening up to like seeing where it is. And I think, yes. I think I'm on the right track because synchronicity is starting to show up. 
you know? And I think yeah. that's the way when you, if you're connecting to the natural nature, nature will yes. support itself and support you as one of its beings if you're connected to it. And I think that's when synchronicity yeah. pops up, if, if that's accurate. I think that's completely accurate, Adam. And the, and you notice that you got you get to that state not by holding on, but by letting go, mm-hmm. by having that desire intention, but and then and relaxing, letting go. Then your mind quiets down, and that enlivens that quiet level, the level of the conscious unified field mm-hmm. in that guitar string type vibration. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're spot on. It's just got to happen quicker, Larry. I'm running out of time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, I, I can understand that everything in the known world has come from the unknown world. It's got to be an idea somewhere, you yeah. know. Two guys were drunk at a bar and with a napkin and a pencil going, listen, I'm tied to the boat. What if we build something like this? Well, what do you want to call it? The Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh-huh. So, so everything's got to come from uh, uh, an idea, an intention, um, What's the term used to not coming from lack? You know, like someone wants a million dollars, you know. It's, it's, it comes from fulfillment. It comes from your own consciousness, which is inherently fulfilled. Mm-hmm. If you're out of tune with yourself. You're not tuned into your unbounded inner value. Then you don't experience so much fulfillment. So, yeah, it comes from inner fulfillment. It comes from being tuned in. And the thing is, who you really are is this unbounded consciousness, mm-hmm. that essence. So it comes from being tuned into yourself. Uh, you know, know thyself, is Socrates. Plato. Yeah. Yeah, to thine own self be true as Shakespeare, and then, then of course, if yeah. you if you get to do too much of it, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. So you got to be careful. <laughs> yes. Well, how does a person get? I mean, I I've, I've been meditating for years just just to feel better. When yes. I started out, I was I, I read a book on Einstein when I was a kid, and he's like, huh? I, I I strive to know the mind of God. Everything else is just details. That's a nice sentiment, and I thought about that for a while. But now I'm like, you know what? Let me just stop the suffering. If I could just do that. That's fine. So (laughs) that's where I'm at now, right? And stop the suffering and maybe hit a ball game every couple of days. So that (laughs) that'll be good for me. What is the Larry? What is the collective consciousness? The collective. Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So I have my guitar. I pluck my guitar string. It vibrates. It sets up a vibration. Other instruments in the environment get a similar vibration, and they they move together. If you have a a bunch of uh, guitars aren't in a symphony, but say you got violins and Uh horns and all that stuff. The collective consciousness is like, like the symphony. We all contribute not only to your own vibration, your mm-hmm. own resonant frequency, but to a larger collective resonant frequency that, that, is, that is driven by, that's created by the collective consciousness of everyone in the world. And that's why when we create lives of peace and harmony within ourselves, we can create a peace and harmony in the world mm-hmm. because we're contributing to, to harmony and and love and fulfillment in the collective consciousness, which is creating our collective reality. All right. Well, right now, I'm no scientist, Larry, but there's a bunch of motherfuckers that are out of tune. There are a bunch of motherfuckers that are out of tune. And, and that is that is a big problem in the world. Mm-hmm. As, well, I don't need to tell you that or anybody else that. Yeah. And, and one of the things that you and I are about, I think, is helping people to tune in more to reality and to tune in more to the to who you really are which is which is on the level of consciousness someone who's in harmony with nature Mm -hmm. and some of these people are way out of harmony with themselves and with each other and with us and with nature and that that's that's where the mess that the world is today comes from yeah well it's 
I, I will tell you my experience with, again, the fear of letting go is my theory is, is, is happy's hard only because it, it requires a lot of trust because the molecules are further apart because it's a lighter energy. You know, anger as an actor, anger is easy to get to because you just you just you clench everything down. Your eyes peel, your neck goes down, your hands clench, your teeth clench, and it's a more dense feeling. So it's easier to get in touch with anger. Happy's hard, baby. Well, well, it does involve more letting go. You know, mm. Anger is more grabbing on, letting go. And when you let go, I mean, oh, you know what, what's going to happen? You, you have to be willing to step into the unknown to some extent. Yeah, I'm I'm working on being comfortable in the uncertainty. Okay. Yeah. Comfortable yes. in the uncertainty. That that works. Yeah. Yeah. And and so there's a certain letting go and it, 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 the the all the the ego attachments that make you think you've got to be separate and it's got to be me 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 against the rest of the world mm. or some of the rest of the world anyway. When you let go of that, well, what's going to happen? It takes it takes courage, and it takes a, a a willingness to be open to new experience. Yeah. So all th- this work is fascinating. I have to ask you about brain fingerprinting. How did that okay. come up? What first of all, what is that, and how did that come about? Well, that came about. Uh, actually, it came out of another invention. I was minding my business in my lab, neuroscience lab, mm-hmm. and a kid fell off a silo who was paralyzed from eyeballs down, mm. couldn't move, mm. couldn't speak, but he could see and he could think. So I figured, hey, we get brain signals out of people all the time without them saying anything with their mouth or their hands. I could develop a brain-computer interface. He could use his brain signals to communicate to a computer and a speech synthesizer, and he could he could talk. So mm-hmm. I developed – that was the first brain-computer interface. I mean, now there are probably a 1,000 labs around the world doing that, but that was the first one. And I thought, well, okay, what else could we do? Well, we could find out what information was stored in somebody's brain. And when you see something significant – you have a brain response called a, a memory encoding related multifaceted electroencephalographic response. Mm-hmm. MER, MER, murmur, pre 300 murmur. You have this aha response in your brain. So I thought, okay, what if we took somebody who was a criminal or a terrorist and we flash information on a computer screen that only the perpetrator of a crime would know and nobody else would know? Mm-hmm. They'd get this aha experience. We could detect that. We could say, okay, that guy did it. So I did an experiment with the FBI where we flashed information on a screen where only FBI agents would know mm-hmm. their unique training. And aha, they would have this aha experience. We used, and we could say, aha, you're, you're an FBI agent. You know it, stuff that only FBI agents know. So I did work with the CIA and FBI. I've done a lot of counterterrorism work around the world, basically uh, freeing innocent people who don't have the record of crime stored in their brain or catching bad guys, serial killers and things like that. All right, let me understand something. So let's say you got this thing hooked up to Jeffrey Dahmer, and you, you show him a picture of a pork chop, and he goes, aha, that's a, that tastes the same as a human butt cheek. You're eating people. Well, it's sort of like that, yeah. Okay, uh, serial killer, J.B. Grinder. Mm-hmm. I met him when he was a suspect in the murder of, of Julie Helton. We knew all kinds of details about that murder that the public didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I put those flashed them up on a screen, mixed them with other things uh-huh. that were irrelevant. And we could tell his brain would light up every time one of these details about the murder came up. So at that point, he knew he was going to get the death penalty, and he he confessed in exchange for life in prison. Wow. He confessed to three other murders, too. So this, okay, it's not quite Minari Report stuff because it's not a, it's not a future event. It, it's shit that already happened. Yes, right. 
Right. And then there was a guy, Terry Harrington, who who didn't commit the murder he was committed of. Mm. And he showed that the record in his brain didn't match that. And he got out of prison. Now, how is that? How's that? How's that admissible in court? It's admissible in court because it's been published in the peer reviewed scientific literature. Uh-huh. It's accurate. It has a known and low error rate and it, ha- and it's uh, systematically applied. Mm. Those are the, the, those are the, the standards that it's put to. And so you go, you go to court and you testify and then you get people testifying on the other side and, and the court says, Oh yeah, okay. It meets the standard. And well, that's what we did. Wow. All right. I got to ask you, um, where do you see the future of artificial intelligence going based on your your background? All right. And am I going to be okay? It's all about me, Larry. Well, yeah, I, I get it. Okay. <laughs> it's all about you. Yeah, it's, and for me, it's all about me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I see the future of AI, like most other uh, scientific advances, to be a double-edged sword. On the mm-hmm. one hand, AI can provide us with tremendous computing and problem-solving abilities, provided that we put in safeguards so that it is taking a dire- the direction that we want it to. Mm-hmm. And to the degree that we don't do that, then it can get carried away, and you, you, can, you can have a program that's designed to, to make uh, better finishing nails, mm-hmm. and it decides, oh, what's really getting in the way of these finishing nails is the human beings. We get rid of them. We can have a really efficient system here and plug ourselves into the grid and all that. So it's important that AI also have some adult supervision, some <laughs> some conscious human beings giving the direction uh-huh. that these vastly powerful uh, artificial intelligent algorithms are going to be taking. And that's that is tricky. And it's challenging. I think in, in overall, AI is beneficial if it has proper proper guidance and direction. And proper guidance and direction is difficult the more sophisticated it gets. So we're, we're going to have to be smart. Yeah. We're screwed. <laughs> we're screwed. Profit motivation and human beings. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. All right. <laughs> this is fascinating stuff. And your book is The Science of Miracles. You can get it uh, on Amazon. Uh, and if people want to take your classes, uh, where do they go? DrLarryFarwell.com. That's DrLarryFarwell.com. Great. I can't thank you enough. I loved it. Great. You you are, maybe you've heard this before. You're a great interviewer. Oh, thank you, my friend. Thank you for being on my show and best to you and your family. Thank you, Adam. Great being here. The ADD interview was brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. Now, let's say you are at lunch with your son and he looks over to you and says, You and I are going to tunnel to the other side of the moon. This could cause you a little anxiety. So do what I do. You take one of the gummies they have at CruiseIntoWellness.com. They got edibles. They got tinctures. They got pain creams, bath products, and pet products. And you know as well as I do, you ain't paying full price. Not when you're with me, sweetheart. 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. 20% off anything they have at CruiseIntoWellness.com. Go. Feel better. I'm Dr. Larry Farwell, and that was 30 Minutes I'll Never Get Back. Hmm, not now. I'm meditating. <laughs> I, I don't do that anymore, but anyway. Oh, oh, yeah. That was a really cool conversation. 
I, I, I got to be honest with you. It was hard for me to keep up with at various points, but I love the fact you were so geeky about the most random things. Like, how did you know about all this stuff? Like, it was it, it was fun to see. I mean, I've seen you geek out about cars. Right, yeah. I've seen you geek out about a bunch of stuff. I didn't know we're going to geek out about quantum mechanics. Okay, I didn't know that was going to be in the, in the I track. didn't know either, but I did like the fact I got him to say motherfucker. I thought that was great. <laughs> That was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to tag on w- with what Mark is saying, I was surprised. Surprisingly, you kept up with him, and he kept up with you. Okay, for, let, let's back up to surprising <laughs> you kept up with him. Thank you. <laughs> Good job. I mean, I'm just saying you're talking to a Harvard neuroscientist. Yeah. You know, I, I was impressed. Thank you. Uh-huh. And you made me laugh out loud. That's even better. I, that's <laughs> that's even better. When, when I can make when I can make this beautiful duck giggle. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I will say this: I'm geeky about that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like I know just enough about quantum mechanics to get myself in trouble. Yeah. And but the one thing I do know is the stuff that you guys talked at the beginning is that with quantum mechanics nothing's impossible it's just improbable which means everything is possible and i've read stuff like you, you know michael crichton yeah wrote the jurassic park mm-hmm. park books he did he wrote a book uh, a while back called timeline that was all about quantum quantum mechanics and it was it was about how that made time travel possible so i love to think that like through this science that i don't understand at all Anything is achievable. Well, yeah, he, he was really at lunch cool. with his father's going, you want to tunnel through the moon? Maybe later. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, have dude. dessert first. <laughs> well, anything's it. possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those weren't the conversations I had with my dad. That's yeah. That's right. Like, you know, my, fa- my, my, my father's a quantum, is, is a quantum physicist, and we do this together for laughs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you forget to carry the two? That's why everything blew up. <laughs> That'd be my father. <laughs> That'd be my father. Can't you separate the neutrons from the electrons without bothering me? Exactly. What's it got to take to split a friggin' atom, Adam? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That would be my father. Mm-hmm. You're leaving the plutonium fuel rods on a the lawn. They're going to eat right through the grass. All right? <laughs> Your mother's going to be very upset. Yep. You happy now? You know what the half-life is on those rods, you idiot? <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> okay, so getting back to miracles. I, I knew when I was having this conversation, I'm like, mm, you, the wife's going to have a problem with that. Oh, miracles. yeah, you know I did. I, I like, you know I did. But then you. once you started talking, once he started saying it's his definition, yeah. I quite frankly wish he would choose another word because miracles to me, you know, is a little hijacked. A little hijacked? Yeah, a little hijacked for me. But I understood what he was saying when he defined what the scientific or what he deems the scientific uh, definition of miracles of was. Miracle, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So what? So you, then I was okay. Then you were okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So where do you come down on the on the 1980 U.S. hockey team? <laughs> right. If that was a miracle, yeah, I think that was probability. Uh, Al Michael <laughs> said it was a miracle, and I believe Al. <laughs> I trust in Al. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you're going to have a problem with the miracles. I see. I come down with the, it's like, what's the plumbing? I need to know the plumbing, but I, I don't discount 
God's hand in all of this stuff. Look, God's like Bitcoin. Just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it's not happening. All right? There's a lot of people <laughs> okay, first of all, making lot... money. There's people making money, all kinds of things. I got nothing. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, honey. Okay, God is not like Bitcoin, Adam, but I understand what you're saying. Thank you. Goodness. All right. But even Einstein, Einstein said, of course I believe in God. I'm a scientist. Yeah. Point is this, baby. Human beings, limited understanding. I know it's different for you magical ducks. <laughs> well, no, I, I was the spirituality of science, uh-huh. which you guys really got into. And, and those those quotes from Einstein. And I always think of science as being this sort of like atheistic kind of you know discipline where mm-hmm. God doesn't enter into it. So to hear maybe the greatest scientist of them all in Einstein and, and Dr. Larry, who's got to be right up there as far as I'm concerned, talking. I mean, there, there was spirituality within all of that, that I think God was flowing through that entire conversation, sure through that science. Yeah. I, I'll tell you where I believe an intervention of God and science happened. When I entered your life? <laughs> you blinded me with science, Adam. Science! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Dolby. Come here, let me smell your hair. <laughs> no, t- truth. When Apollo 13, remember? Mm-hmm. When the right guys were in the room. Right. And they had a thought. Now, I believe that these thoughts come from a very high place. Okay. Okay. So when they, where they have like, what do we have there? Yeah. Put every, everything they have, you yeah. put here and now you figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So that would be stressful. Sure. And to me, that was a miracle. Okay. Uh, but let me ask you this. Do you think that that was synchronicity, God's creation? Oh, yeah. Fair. <laughs> Um, I didn't know there was going to be science in this show. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, God is everywhere. So, yeah, so I would agree with that. Okay. See, I think God is love, and love is the organizing principle that we can't understand. That, that, that's what I think. The highest vibration that human beings can channel in our limited, our limited form here, but I believe, is the vibration of love. Yes, which God. comes from God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's, it's the vibration. It's something that creates her who creates it mm. something else you, you know it's a lot of times we ask for the you know what we want mm-hmm. what we need mm-hmm. and maybe we should be asking why, why? i know why because i got a mortgage <laughs> that's why i don't want to worry i got a mortgage property taxes are killing me you eat every friggin' day woman <laughs> <laughs> and the shoes are killing me. She's got two feet, but there's shoes on the house. <laughs> there are a lot of shoes on the house. Yeah. There's outdoor shoes, indoor shoes. Yeah, <laughs> too funny. But that's uh, it. It's to have that that harmony. And, and I, I scream and yell a lot because those are the people I come from. But it's to have that. That inner harmony that, yeah. that projects its its way out. I think we could talk about the subject. I'm, it's to me the subject is fascinating mm-hmm. and hopefully brings people together. Right, because I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, and and again the fact that we get there from a conversation about quantum mechanics and and, and physics, you know, I, I again I love that blending of of spirituality with with that science, uh, and it's just embedded in everything in it and. I don't know that, that that to me is that that link and that connection, I think, is the coolest thing ever. To me, it's Dr. Strange that puts it all together. <laughs> OK. <laughs> <laughs> you and Benedict Cumberbatch, huh? Oh, Dr. Strange. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. The cape. The cape. I like that when the cape chose him. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, look at that. It, matters affecting Doctor Strange. Look at that. <laughs> the weapon right. chose him. This is great. Yeah. What weapon would cho- choose you, Adam? Uh, I, I don't know if it's a weapon. I know what I would like to choose me. Okay. A 68-390 fastback. That's what, <laughs> because I am really Steve McQueen. That's who I am. What All color? I need is a fast machine. Highland Green. <laughs> okay, there you go. There what? you go. American Racing Wheels. <laughs> Cue ball shifter. All right. The weapons have I like been that. chosen. Yeah. <laughs> the weapons have been chosen. Now I'm chasing the 68 charges through the streets of San Francisco. Look at him. <laughs> and you know how I know I'm really Steve McQueen? They would wire my brain up. They would show me the, the chase scene from Bullet with the, with the Mustang, and my, my brain would light up. And they would say, he's really Steve McQueen. I'd go, I told you. <laughs> Sons of bitches. How cool is that? concept that it's a reality yeah be like we can determine this stuff through your brain patterns your reaction to to things that you know and 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 we can determine you know your guilt or innocence if, if that's what they're looking for scary Adam. and admissible in court don't think I, that was the next question out of my mouth <laughs> well i know i i don't know if this is good or bad adam but i was thinking about you if they put that little cap on you which mm-hmm. that's how i picture it <laughs> cap <laughs> yeah look at the propeller spinning around <laughs> he's guilty <laughs> you know and it lights up Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's a light up cap. That's I'm thinking, what I'm wearing. I'm thinking to myself, if the FBI or whoever took Adam put that cap on, Adam has a criminal mind. He has he just has that Thank you. So like he he could be put away because he just thinks that way. Thank you. That's great. There, there's no he lines. has a criminal mind. <laughs> I thought spouses weren't supposed to be able to testify. Yeah, you against can't testify spouse. against it's spousal privilege. <laughs> no, I'm just no, I'm saying that you would convict your own self because they would put up these pictures because you'd say, oh, I know how to do that. Oh, you have to you have to use this to get into that or something. You have that way of thinking. Now I'm going back all the shit I did with it, what I could be prosecuted for. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm all right. That's what I'm saying. Statute of limitations, Your Statute Honor. of limitations is what I'm clinging to. Well, the, the, <laughs> that's what he said. He said it. It you have to have all of this AI stuff. Mm-hmm. In the proper hands with the proper guidance. Yeah, which means we're screwed. We are so screwed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I do have hope. Yeah. I do have hope. If we do, I mean, I mean, this is really? the human experience, right? Yeah. Hopefully we all get it together and we, we know that love and truth is the highest power and we should just. On paper, truth. yeah. But right now, narcissists, greedy bastards and sociopaths seem to be winning. <laughs> Well, I think people are waking up. Into, I hope so. Yeah, I do. I have hope, Adam. I hope so. Yes. Do me a favor. Look up the statute of limitations on Grand Theft Auto. I just oh, it's been a while because they put chips in. You can't hotwire a car like you used to. I didn't do it. I've seen it done. How's that? Your Honor. Yeah. I was sweating, and I might have said, now nah, you got to connect the battery wire to the ignition wire. Ground it. Ground it. Put the tape around that. You're going to get shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. No, but to answer your question about AI, uh, I'm of the firm opinion that that is going to be the end of us. Because. Yeah. Transhumanism. Yeah. It's we're kind of going there. So, you know, people want to put chips in their brains and all this kind of stuff. We're going to have some meld between machines and humans and and AI. It'll make that decision. I mean, I know I've seen the Terminator a million times, and, and that's where it comes from, but uh-huh. it'll make the decision be like, yeah, humans are just inefficient. This is the next evolution. 
And humans had their chance, and now it's our turn. He's terrified of that. You know what scared me with AI? My friend, uh, Devin, had an Oculus, and he put it on me in the green room. And all mm -hmm. I did was the, the lightsaber training drill like Skywalker did. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is great. I'm the, I don't want... That's, I said, with the, I put that thing on my head. I go, this is friggin' dangerous. I don't want to leave this. This is great. You can dial up any any reality you want. I went up... You know what he dialed up for me? An Everest base camp. I was... I was in the green room at a comedy club in Arizona, but in, with the goggles, I'm at an Everest base camp at sunrise. And I was like, I don't want to go on stage and tell my jokes. I want to see how this turns out. <laughs> but were you really? Didn't matter. <laughs> see, that's where science is scary. Go ahead. When it tricks you. you know, it, it's a slippery slope. Like, for example, Zoom calls. Right. You know how, like, everybody during the lockdowns, everybody started Zooming, and now everybody Zooms, right? Right. It would be really fascinating for me. I, I don't want to see filters, but I could talk to my mom and see her. You mean like a hologram? Well, I don't know if you can make my mom into a hologram, but yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> you can't make my mom into a hologram. I'm, you're not hologramming anybody. <laughs> Get your friggin' beams the hell out of here. You want to come see me? Get in the car and drive out and see me and pick me up an Entenmann's crumb cake on the way. That is Ooh, so true. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love your mom. Yeah. She's real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so are you back to trying to manifest stuff now, Adam? Not as far as you know. And here's why. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I tell you and it doesn't happen, you're going to think I'm lazy or I'm just not pure of heart enough. <laughs> I, I think we should keep it simple, Adam. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just try and be happy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you make me happy. Well, there, we're halfway there, Adam. I get it in spurts. You know, I get I get happy <laughs> in spurts. You know, like like I'm happy, and then I just hear my father's voice like, hey, aren't we having a good time? Yeah, well, shit can happen. <laughs> it's hard to break, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to break it. You have to be pure of heart. And courageous. And courageous to let yes. go of who the idea of who you think you are. Yeah. Yeah. Trust. Have faith. Yeah, but the problem is in my family, that, that that phrase sounded like this. Who do you think you are? Huh? <laughs> All right? Oh, man. <sighs> I know. It's not easy being me. No. But we got to keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm exhausted, too. <laughs> I want to thank Dr. Larry Falwell for being my guest. Uh, his book, The Science of Creating Miracles, is available on Amazon right now. Smart dude and a very gracious man for putting up with my nuts. Honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrar at Gmail. We got t-shirts. We got a free YouTube special. There's links to both right in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for leaving us a review because that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. AI generated. Don't be afraid. Let's work <laughs> with it. Let's work with it, kids. Shall we? <laughs> Please remember that life is hard. You take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Don't peace. I'll tell you where I believe an intervention of God and science happened. When I entered your life? Oh, yeah.